Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Player Repertory Podcast. I'm Mitchell Huntley, here with my co-host, Sarah Lena Sparks. Hello. And we're here with the uh, dramatic composition class from the Orange County School of the Arts Musical Theater Conservatory with their teacher, Ryan Miller. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hello, hello. What's up? Happy to be back. As I mentioned, we're here at the Drama Comp class, and this is the fourth and final installment of our four-part series where we talk about collaboration and devising, writing in a class, and we share the place that they've been working on this entire year. Mr. Miller, can you explain more about the class? Definitely. If you haven't been following along, which, I mean, shame if you if you haven't, but just to reiterate, Dramatic Comp class that we teach at Orange County School of the Arts, that's essentially a way to equip students to make their own work. We go through a series of vocabularies based on the viewpoints and which is a theatrical way of naming time and space. And then we shift to current events and ideas and what might be important to the students. And then out of that, they create and story uh, that gets democratically voted on. And then they write it. They're in class, they're in writing groups, and then we do readings and we create an original play at the end of every school year. It is always thrilling and sometimes frightening. And with this COVID-19 scenario, the students had no way to share their work. So uh, we heard about this incredible podcast called the Playwright Repertory Podcast and reached out and here we are. If you want to hear more about how they wrote in a class or devised, you can go back to last week where we talked about the second half of the dramatic composition class where they were writing together, workshopping and all that. Or you can go back three weeks ago to when we talked about devising and how that was the first half of the class and how that led to the piece that you saw two weeks ago, which was up in the air. Today, we're going to see the second class of dramatic composition, their play, which is called Vibe Check. PRP proudly presents Vibe Check. Scene one, in the lobby of a doctor's office. Hello, I called in yesterday and scheduled an appointment with Dr. Smith. Name? Jazz Davis. It should be a 4.30 appointment. Ah, yes. It says here in our records that you called to check up on a cough you had. Have there been any alterations in your condition? I mean, I didn't hear... Carmen. What? I just didn't hear you cough as we were driving over. Oh, and who are you, young lady? Carmen, stop. This is my sister, Carmen. All righty, Carmen. Thank you for letting me know about her cough. Yeah, thank you, Carmen. You're welcome. But actually, Carmen, can you go sit down? What's the magic word? <laughs> Please. Okay. Okay, hi again. Okay, hi. Sorry, my sister doesn't know when to stop talking. It's all right. I think it's sweet. Yeah, totally. But anyway, I was just feeling a tad congested. Yeah, congested, but I didn't know if I was able to schedule an appointment with just that symptom. Oh, of course. Go ahead and take a seat, and the nurse will be over shortly to take some notes before your appointment. Oh, and don't forget to mention your congestion. Will do. Uh, excuse me, are you all right? Oh, of course. Why wouldn't I be? Well, you seem to be in a lot of pain. Ooh. Oh, of course. I'm just uh, in my third trimester and little uh, little Timmy's just such a kicker. Uh, I think he's going to be a soccer player. Oh, all right. That's lovely. 
Yeah, I'm so proud, nurse. Yes. Is it my <laughs> turn uh, yet? Let me check. What name is vendor? Brooks. Carrie Brooks. Okay, these might be contractions. Let's get you to a room right away, ma'am. Okay. Phew. Good. Thank you. Ah. Hello. Did you schedule an appointment today, or is this a walk-in? No, this is a walk-in. Is this your first time at Catalina Wide Hospital? No, I've been here before. It should be under the name Carter Von Guten. Let me see. Oh, you have Dr. Miller under your preferable doctor. Are you still experiencing back pains? No, the medication really helped, but I've been having excruciating migraines. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Dr. Miller will be with you in a few minutes. He's just finishing up with another patient. Thank you so much. Well, according to my extensive research... You mean Google. According to my extensive research, you could have leprosy. <laughs> just kidding. What if you did have leprosy? I mean, you're not coughing, so maybe the real reason you're here is, is because you have leprosy. Have you been losing hair? Any pain in your joints? Oh, maybe you... Whoa! I'm feeling a little under the weather. I don't know. It's probably just a cold. Okay, adding probably just a cold into WebMD. You're such a nerd. Smarter than you. Just Davis? Yeah, that's... That's her. Carmen. I know, I know. I'll be quiet. Hi. Yes, I'm Jess Davis. Hello, I'm Jackie. Before we head on over to Dr. Smith's office, I'm going to ask you some standardized questions about your visit. Okay. First off, have you had any shortness of breath? No. Carmen, stop. Um, have you been lethargic throughout the day? Any headaches or dizziness? No, no, and no. Carmen, can you please stop answering for me? It's not funny. I can't help it. You're taking forever. I just want this to be over. Well, try. I could try harder if we got some froyo after this. The answer is no, no, and no. Alrighty, you seem to be all set to go to Dr. Smith now. It's the door right behind you. Thank you. Carmen, I think I'm just going to go in alone. You can stay out here. It shouldn't be too long. But Mom says we need to spend more time together, so I'm not waiting out here. What seems the problem today, Miss Davis? I have a cough. Have you started taking any medications recently? No, I've also been getting pretty bad headaches, and I've had trouble falling asleep. Those have been going on for about a few months now. A month? Really? That long? Yeah, like a month or two. It started happening a while ago. Ah, I see. The doctor should be with you in a moment. Thanks. Hello, I'm Dr. Smith. Hello, Dr. Smith. This is Jess. She's not feeling well. Hi, Jess. Hi. How are you doing on this fine afternoon? It's fine, I guess. Just fine? Not super great? Yeah, just fine. Could you elaborate on that? Uh... I guess I get a little disorderly. My face can sometimes feel kind of hot and will feel like it's spinning. Oh, and my palms, they sweat. When do you typically feel this way? At school? Well, I'm a student at Catalina High School. Then how's school? It's fine. My mom says I should make more friends, but I'm okay. I mean, I have friends. I, like, go to dances and stuff. When was the last time you went to a dance? Um, freshman year? Yeah, that's right. Me and Allie went together because my mom made us go. Does your mother put a lot of pressure on you? What does this have to do with the cough? You know what, young lady, would you mind giving me a moment alone with your sister? I'll allow it. We were talking about your mother and your relationship. Well, she's always wants me to put myself out there a little more and obviously like get straight A's and stuff. And with my friends, I guess she always pushes me to go out. 
but I just like to stay in most of the time. It's not like we don't have a good relationship or anything. It's like, I love her because she's my mom, but I don't like her. Um, sorry. Oh, no. Don't be sorry. Can I ask you one more question? Sure. Why did you come in here today? What do you mean? I have a cough. That's what I wrote on the form. I know that's what the form says, but we've been in this room for a while now and you haven't coughed once. What's really going on? Everyone here, like my friends and everyone I know acts a certain way and I'm not that way. And I was just wondering if you knew or could tell me why. Yeah, I think I can. At the moment, I'm not able to officially diagnose you without further testing, but based on our conversation, I'm afraid you're not meeting the regulation Catalina standards for joy and contentment. What are you talking about? That's not possible. I was born here on the island. As I'm sure you know, four generations ago, we implanted an antidote on all the residents of Canalita in order to make a prosperous community kept from the shackles of emotional stress. Right. Well, you see, the antidote would pass on the gene to all progeny succeeding in the first generation. However, we have always acknowledged the possibility of failure to pass on the antidote through generations. So it didn't pass down to me? As I mentioned before, Miss Davis, we have not tested you yet, so... Why haven't I found about this sooner? We have to test for it specifically. It doesn't show up during physicals. I understand this is a lot to take in, but Miss Davis, I need to make sure you understand fully. Understand what? We may have to remove you from the island if the tests show up negative and you do not cooperate with the happiness standards. It is my job to inform you of the consequences. What? Remove me from the island? I didn't do this on purpose. You can't punish me for my feelings. What kind of doctor are you? I'm a general practitioner for the hospital. And the only thing I want to do right now is help you, Miss Davis. And let me help you. In order to be in the island, your family had to sign an agreement to these conditions. Oh my God. My family? Do they have to move too? It would be their choice whether or not to accompany you in leaving the island. Please listen, Miss Davis. I'm sure this is a very tough situation, but... I'll give you a moment to get your thoughts together. The paperwork we need you to fill out so we can properly diagnose you. Barbara will be here in a moment to run a few blood samples. Is there anything else I can do for you? No. Knock, knock. Hi, Jess, is it? I'm Barbara, but you can call me Barb. Um, hi. As I am sure you know, I'm here to run a few blood tests to figure out what you've got going on. So I have this little needle. Don't worry, it's only a little prick. Just like a bee. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Oh, it's the worst. I'm kidding. It's fine. You won't feel a thing. Um, Barb, if it shows up negative, will I really have to move to the mainland? Oh, I know the rules and regulations, honey. But let's hope not because Catalina's the happiest place on earth. Oh, my God. I forgot the vials for your blood. Oh, forgive me. I'm becoming such an old woman. I'll be right back, darling. Jess grabs her coat and quickly shuffles out of the room. Oh, Scene three, back at Jess's home, the table is teeming with laughter. Alan is finishing his story. And I haven't even told you about the hot air balloon. I can't believe that actually happened. Alan, you're too much. Don't encourage him, please. Come on, at least he's funny. Hey, Allie, can you pass the salad? Yeah, of course. Does anyone actually know where Carmen and Jess are? They'll be here soon. Just a quick doctor's visit. I'm sure it's nothing. I am so, so glad that we decided to have a little dinner before the big family reunion tomorrow. You know how crazy those can be. Alan and I couldn't agree more. It's been too long. When does your mom's boat come in, Margaret? Uh, Friday. Friday morning, I think. <sighs> that woman's a riot. We gotta get her to a bar, Rick. Oh, better be careful with that. Uh, guys, please don't. 
thanks for letting us stay with you guys. Maggie talks about this place so much, and we, well, I just couldn't wait. It's our pleasure. Oh, yes. How is the mainland? Ugh, hot. Very hot. You guys are lucky to live so close to the beach. And how is the boat right here? Did border security give you any trouble? Uh, no, they were actually super friendly. <laughs> no surprise there. So, Allie, I heard that you and Jess are heading into town this weekend? Pretty sure. Um, should I text Jess? They said they'd be here by now. They're probably driving, Allie. Don't worry. Well, speak of the devil. I bet that's them. Hi, sweetheart. Hey, Jess will be in in a minute. She's just grabbing something from the trunk. Tell it to hurry. The casserole's getting cold. Hey, guys. Hi, Carmen. Well, look who's decided to join us. Gosh, guys, sorry we're late. Got caught up in some crazy traffic. You're fine. Have a seat. Thanks, Auntie. I grabbed dessert from the bake shop. as compensation. <laughs> you know us too well. Jess, you remember Cousin Margaret, don't you? And her... Audrey? <laughs> oh, my God, of course. So nice to see you again. Hi, Audrey. Nice to finally meet you in person. Can I just say how much you've grown? I mean, the last time I saw you, you were only this tall. And now look at you, a young woman. Ladies, remind me, you two live together? Yeah, Audrey moved in a couple months ago. Hey, Rick, you won't believe how Margaret got Audrey through border security. You know how you have to be a relative to get through? Well, <laughs> they said they were together, and security believed them. Well, we actually are together. Oh, Silly me. Sorry about that. I thought I told you that, sweetie. Yeah, well, I forget things sometimes, okay, honey? It's fine. Please, don't worry. Jess, Aunt Tiffany mentioned that you and Allie are heading into town this weekend. Any chance you could bring Margaret and Audrey along? I'm sure they'd love to see it. That sounds fun. Would you mind, Jess? Not at all. You know, I just can't get over how nice everything is here. Everyone's just so pleasant. Well, I think we can all agree that we're pretty lucky. Wouldn't it be nice if we gotten to live here? You? In Catalina? Yeah. Why? What do you mean, why? Well, you're... Come on. We're what? Never mind. Who wants a refill? So, did you have a nice day, Jess? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Remind me, why were you at the doctor? Um, just a cough. And what did he say? Nothing much. I won't bore you with the details. No, tell me. I don't want to. Why not? Can we not do this now? I just want to know what the doctor said. Stop. I asked you to stop. Please just let it go. Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Seems like Jessica here hasn't stopped. Maybe a little too excited for the reunion this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Excited. <laughs> excited all the time. Darling, are you tired? Is it the allergies again? Hey, Loctis Monster. Uh, oh, are you crying? Uh, you know what? We're pretty worn out. Jet lag. I think we're going to head upstairs. But I'm not done. Thanks for the lovely dinner. No, please stay. Uh, Beverly must have put too many onions in the salad. Isn't that right, honey? Jess? Honey, do I need to call someone? I'm fine. Just an eyelash in my eye. You know, the worst. Wait, you know what this reminds me of? What? You know that really old movie, um, I'm blanking on the name. What was it about? I don't really remember it. It was grossly emotional. Lots of crying. I think it took place in Nazi Germany. Oh, Sophie's Choice. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The one with that dried up film actress. What's her name? Mary? Uh, Mary? No, 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 no. Meryl. 
Yes, Meryl. Meryl Strap. Oh, you look just like her right now. You know, the lady who was like, take the girl, take the girl. I mean, I fell asleep halfway through, but God, she was good. All that crying. <laughs> Lord knows I can't. Thank God. Can you imagine? You know, I think I'm just going to go up to bed. All no, right, Allie, stay. Good night. Good night. Do you guys think she's okay? Of course. She's always okay. Next scene, a restaurant by the dock where everyone waits for Debbie's boats to come in. Hey, Tiffany, when did Deb say she was going to dock? 11.30? 12? I can't remember. She landed in California last night, and I think she said she'd be on the second boat of the day. Knowing her, she probably slept in late and missed the boat. Oh, okay. I'm sure it'll be anytime soon. All right, so hi, guys. My name is Jeremy. Can I get you started off with anything? Uh, yeah. Could we start with some chips and salsa and some waters, too? Of course. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Can I get a Diet Coke, please? Thank you. Uh, hey, Jess? Jess? Are you okay? You seem pretty quiet during breakfast. Uh, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I be? Jess? Are you sure you're okay? You didn't pick up my calls last night. Yeah, I was just super tired and went to bed early. <laughs> what? Jess, going to bed early? That's unheard of. You know me, always surprising people like that. But seriously, you're doing okay? You never want to hang out after school anymore. I, uh, I'll tell you later. Ah, Debbie, it's been too long. Ah, Bev, Tiff, it's been ages. Hey, Mom. Maggie, how are you? Miss Foster, nice to see you again. Oh, hi, Maggie. I didn't know you were bringing her. Well, it's a family reunion, and she's family to me. She's not family. She's your friend. My girlfriend, Mom. Just say it. Just remember what we talked about. Just tone it down, okay? Please, it's my one weekend away from reality. Nice to see you too, Mom. So, Bev, how have you been? I'm good, sis. How's New Jersey? Ugh, same old, same old. How's the island treating you, Tiff? It's been good. Paradise living. Hey, Jess, you've gotten so big. Where's your sister, Carmen? Hey, Aunt Deb. Well, you know, Carmen, always studying instead of going outside. But don't worry, I'm sure she'll put her books away for tonight. Aw, she's such a smart little girl. Just curious to see my favorite niece. Okay, now show me to the bar. Um, Deb, pull it back. We talked about this. Back off. I'm on vacation. Uh, so you guys can go have your party, but Audrey and I are going to go out and explore. That's all right. Not that I need approval, but just a heads up. Thanks for breakfast. See you tonight. I have to use the restroom. Allie, do you have to go? Um, I think I'm good. Allison, do you have to go to the bathroom? I think you need to go to the bathroom. Jess, I'm fine. Oh, um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I have to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Aunt Deb, we'll be right back. We'll give some time for you to catch up. So anyway, how are you? Um, I'm okay, I guess. Hi, ladies. I'm Jeremy. Can I get you anything or, or any refills? Uh, yes. Can I get a Manhattan? All righty. Anything for you two? I think we're good, thanks. Uh, okay. So, how's work? Why are we talking about me? Let's talk about you. No, I'm good. The same as usual. So back to you. Anything new at work? Um, I decided I didn't like that job very much. I don't work there anymore. So, uh, Jess, how is she? Doing good in school, I hope? Smart kid. Deb, what do you mean you decided to not work there anymore? You needed that job. Yeah, I did, but it sort of maybe wasn't my decision. What do you mean it wasn't your de- Deb, did you get fired? Hey, it's not that bad. Stop making it a big deal. It's fine. Deb, not a big deal? 
Yes, it is, because it's not the first time this has happened. What did you do? I just wasn't having it that day. Yeah, that's totally a reason to be fired. Come on, Deb. Okay, fine. Wasn't having it because, well, this, this annoying bitch spilled coffee on my papers, and so I just, I don't know, I shoved her a little. You hit her. I never said hit. Deb, you can't do that. Okay, well, I had a headache and she spilled. Well, why would you have a headache? God, I went out the night before. Happy? You went into work drunk? Deb! Well, not drunk specifically. Drunk or not, you still can't do that to someone. You used to be better than that, Deb. What's going on? Why are you drinking so much again? I just, things are super aggravating at home and I need a distraction. Distraction. I get it. That's what you said the last time. But what's really going on? It's not still the divorce, is it? (laughs) No, no. I couldn't give a damn about that. It's... Maggie. So what's up? You're freaking me out a little bit. No, it's really nothing. It's not that bad. At least I don't think it is. Okay, then spit it out. What's going on? Jeez, give me a second. It's hard to explain. Jess, is it a boy? Really? No, I wouldn't be freaking out if it was just about a boy. Okay, if you're not going to tell me, then I'm going to go get some food. No. Okay, I'm feeling like mentally and physically weird. What? So, um... You know when you wake up in the morning and you feel refreshed and super happy? I want to love Maggie. I do. But it's just so difficult to understand why she's like this. Well, most people are that way. But for a while, I haven't been refreshed and super happy when I wake up in the morning. I try so hard to accept it, her, but I can't. Okay, wait. I'm, I'm super confused. Um, so you don't feel awake in the morning? Okay, that was a really bad example. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. So you're extra tired in the morning? No, I think I'm feeling things I'm not supposed to. Why is Maggie so different? Why my daughter? Why am I so different? It's hard to explain, but sometimes I start crying. I know that sounds ridiculous because of the antidote, but I cry so hard I start gasping for air and can't stop. I can't breathe. And then after I'm exhausted. She tried explaining it to me that she can't help it. It's just who she is. But I couldn't understand. I thought, I thought I could explain it to myself in some kind of way, but all I got was sad. That I'm sad and I can't stop it. I feel like I can't talk to her or anyone about it. I always suspected something was off. But I would always ignore it and hope it wasn't true. Because I didn't want it to be true. Because I didn't want it to be true. Jess, what did your parents say about all this? I haven't told them. Jess, you have to. I know, I will. I just don't knowing to tell them. Allie, I might be kicked off the island. What? They're going to kick you off the island? Is that even legal? Does this mean that my mom and I have to go too? I don't know, but promise me you won't tell anyone. Once people know, I feel like my life will be ruined. Okay, I got that. But I'm worried about you. Maybe you should tell someone who can help. I know. I'm just so scared. I'll tell people when I'm ready. I'm just not there yet. Okay, come on. Let's get back out there. Allie, thank you. Of course. Anything for you. Hey, girls. You almost ready to go? We have to get back to get ready for tonight. Yeah, we're ready. Now, hold on a second. I'm not leaving. Deb, please, let's just go. You guys go on. I need at least another drink. I thought we talked about this. I'll be right behind you. Just one more drink. Next scene. The family reunion back at Jess's house later that night. Hello, everybody. 
Whoa, hey, Debbie. Well, looky here, my favorite brother. How are you guys? Oh, we're great. Really glad we're able to make it to the family reunion. Getting on the island wasn't easy. I'll tell you, the luggage check was a real pain in the neck. What about you? Well, I'm on drink number five, so I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, I just met Maggie's girlfriend. They seem happy. They sure do. Yep. Her and Audrey. You know, I never thought she'd end up this way. Sorry? You know, because that's not the way she was meant to be brought up. Like, queer. Well, it's nothing you could control. Oh, yeah. I I know. It's just disappointing. That's all. Jess, so glad you could come to the family reunion. Hey, Jess, please help me. Hi, Grandpa. Oh, don't you look pretty. Thanks, Grandpa. I miss you so much. You've grown so much since I last saw you. You're practically taller than me. But really, how's it going, Jess? You having fun? You got any boyfriends? Allie was just telling me about a few fellas she got her eye on. Grandpa! (laughs) Oh, I'm doing just fine. Things have been good, I guess. Good, good, good. Oh, I have some people I want you girls to meet. Come on. Hey, Allie. Uh, Can you come here for a second? What's up? By any chance, have you talked to Jess? Uh, Yeah, I did. Did she happen to say anything out of the ordinary? Maybe something about her parents or how she's feeling? Um... Um, why do you ask? Well, Beverly was talking to Mom and I about her. She told us that Jess was feeling out of the ordinary. I guess I thought you'd know something about it. Um, well, I, uh, nope, I know nothing. Nope, not not a thing. Are you sure? Because it seems like you know something. Allie, if you speak up, she'll have a greater chance of getting better. <sighs> yeah, I know. And if you don't tell somebody about her problem, it might even get worse. You know that, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you one more time. What do you know about Jess? Okay. She she told me not to tell anyone. Allison, you're going to tell me right now or... All right. Fine. Fine. Jess said that she was just feeling um, weird. Weird how? Like a cold or the flu? No, no. I mean, she's been feeling... Well, she's been feeling. She's been feeling sad. Really? But how's that possible? I don't know. I guess the antidote just... Doesn't work on her or something. Wow, this is really serious. I better go tell Beverly. Wait, what happens now? Will she have to leave? I doubt that's the case. But how about I go tell Beverly and then she can talk to Jess? Wait, but Jess will know I told you. You know what? Maybe maybe you shouldn't tell anyone. Allie, it's for Jess. It'll be fine. Don't worry. But Dad, wait. I'm going to go find Beverly. Dad, stop. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. What? Did you hear about Jess? What about her? Well... I heard from Rick that Jess is completely unaffected by the antidote. She's been feeling, you know, unhappy. All right. And if this continues, she'll have to leave. And your point is? My point is, is that we don't want her to leave. She's family. What's going on? It's like you don't even care. Well, it's not my problem that the stuff doesn't work on her. If she knew it was good for her, she would suck it up and pretend to be happy like everyone else in the world. You know, I'm really getting sick and tired of the bullshit. Can you just pretend like you care for the family's sake? Okay. Can you do that? Yeah, sure, whatever. I got a pee. Debbie walks into the bathroom where Jess is there, crying. Jess quickly tries to wipe away her tears. Oh, hi, Aunt Debbie. I was just fixing my makeup, that's all. Funny. We were just talking about you. Oh, well, I was just leaving. Wait a minute. Were you Were you crying? Crying? No, I wasn't crying. I just got some mascara in my eye. Okay, cut the bullshit. Aunt Debbie, it's not... I said cut it, Jess. I really have to go. No, you're going to stop and listen. Jess opens the bathroom door and exits. Debbie pursues her into the living room. How do you not understand? This place is happy. What part of that don't you get? 
Debbie, I understand. This place makes you happy. It'll make your life better. But it's not that simple. No, it is that simple. Mom, stop. Don't drag her into this. You need to wake up and see how great your life is. So stop crying and suck it up. Debbie, please, I don't know how. I said stop crying. Debbie hits Jess as hard as she can. A beat. Mom! Audrey, go get some ice. Mom, what the fuck? Why would you hit her like that? What the hell is your problem? You're my problem, okay? You are the problem. (laughs) I don't understand. How did I give you a drinking problem? How did I make you homophobic? You make my life a living hell. Don't you get that? My life is constantly full of embarrassment because you chose to be gay. It wasn't a fucking choice. Do you think I choose to be discriminated against? Do you think I want people to stare? Do you think I fucking choose to have a mother who doesn't accept me? You do not get to speak to me like that. I am your mother. Then act like one. Mom, I am who I am. And the fact that you can't support me is your problem. You know what? I'm done. I'm done with you and the person you've become. When the real Maggie I know comes back, tell me, because I miss her. I loved her. Mom, this is me. This is the real Maggie. And if you can't understand that, then you can just leave. Fine. I'll leave. But I just want you to know one thing. You fucking hurt me. Even after all of I've done for you. I hope you're happy. Well, you're not the only person who got hurt. Just leave. I'll leave when I want to. Go. Maggie helps Jess to the couch. Audrey, go find her parents. Audrey exits. Carmen follows. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hey, this is not your fault. She has her own problems and she's taking it out on you. You're not happy here and that's fine. It's okay to be sad and unsure. You shouldn't feel trapped in your- I don't know what to do anymore, Maggie. For years, I haven't been feeling right and I'm tired of pretending like I'm okay because I'm not okay. I get it, but if you're feeling these feelings, you can't just let it fester inside. You need to talk to someone. Who could possibly understand? People can surprise you. I just, I just don't know what to do. Well, have you thought about leaving? What do you mean I can't? Why not? What about my parents? If I leave, I won't be able to come back. I guess that's just something you'll need to think about. You need to do what's best for you. And hey, we're always here for you. I got her parents. Just think about it. Beverly, Alan, and Carmen sit with Jess. My God, Jess. Are you all right, sweetie? Audrey told us Debbie hit you. How's your head? Does it look bad? Yeah. Carmen, let me see that. Look that way. Well, it's not terrible. A little red. I think some ice can't fix. I think you'll be fine. Right, honey? Jess? I need to tell you guys something. What is it? It's not easy for me to say. What? I don't know how to say this, but sometimes sometimes I feel emotions I'm not supposed to have. I feel like the world's just pushing down on me and I can't breathe. It's like it's like I'm getting suffocated. I'm not happy all the time like you guys. This place just isn't good for me. I can't keep pretending like I don't have feelings. I just can't. It's tearing me apart. I need to leave. What do you mean, leave? I just don't know what to do. I, I want to live with you guys. I, I really do. And I don't want to be so far away, but I also want to be happy. Leaving will make me happy. Oh, Jess, don't be silly. But this is the only thing that will make me better. You're being stupid. You can't leave. You need to stay here. Carmen, shut up. You don't understand. Listen, Jess, we hear you, and we only want what's best for you. But your sister's right. You need to stay here. If you're feeling off, why don't you just try to suppress those feelings? 
Yeah, maybe if you just don't let it control you, the old jests will come back. But mom, it's not that simple. Hiding these feelings won't just make them go away. Do you get that? All right, Jess, deep breaths. We don't want this life for you. We want you to live with us, but if this continues, you'll have to leave. And if you have to leave, then we won't be able to come with you. This place is all we've ever known. Your mom and I need to stay. Does that make sense? The outside world is very unsafe, Jess. I mean, clearly you saw how unstable Debbie is. It's not easy for people like us to get used to people like them. It's full of hate and fear, concepts you wouldn't understand. You need to stay here. It's for your own good. But I told you that... (sighs) It's for the best. We're doing this because we love you. You get that, right? I guess. We'll give you a minute to think about it all. We love you, Jess. Now go on up to your room. Maybe some sleep will make you feel better. Carmen, wait. I'm sorry. I need to do what's right. Right for me. I'm sorry, too. I'm going with them. Jess goes to her room. She sits on the bed. A knock at the door. Audrey opens the door and speaks. Hey, Jess, do you want to talk? I heard what happened with your parents, and I I don't want to intrude, but I... Oh, yeah. I'm okay. I'll be fine. I promise. Jess, you don't need to pretend in front of me. It's okay. You're safe with me. It's all right. It's all right, Jess. You can cry. Want to know something? When I first met Maggie, I had no idea that I was gay. And when I realized that was who I was, I felt scared. It almost felt wrong to have these new feelings. My friends and I would talk about our boy crushes, and my mom would always ask, When are you going to get a boyfriend? It got to the point where that was all I'd ever known. I didn't know it was normal for me to like women because everyone was telling me what my normal was. And then I met Maggie and my entire world became brighter. She made me feel beautiful and happy. You deserve nothing but joy, Jess. You'll feel better. You just need to do what's best for you. All right. Well, I'll give you some space. Audrey, wait. I think, I think I need to leave. Okay. Audrey reaches out for Jess's hand. Jess takes Audrey's hand and pauses for a moment. Then Jess stands up and begins to pack her bag. End of play. All right, so now we're going to be uh, talking with the class, the playwrights, and we're going to ask them some questions about the piece and like how it came to be. What inspired you to write this piece? Jordan Spina, I liked your, your breakdown of this question. you mind sharing? Sure. So uh, as it was originally pitched, what I think I gathered and a lot of us gathered from it was that it was meant to be, it was meant to sort of allude to issues about LGBTQ plus rights and how... Um, like they're constantly told to suppress their true identity by those who can't really accept who they are. And uh, that's how it started out. But I think as we continue to write it, the overall theme grew a lot broader and it now applies to anybody who sort of feels out of place in a society or within a group of people and maybe who feel like they have to put up a facade to fit in. That's great. Grace, I, I liked your answer as well. So what inspired us to, to write the piece? Do you want to add anything? Well, Like kind of as a class, we wanted to focus on issues in society that were important to us, but were still things that 
were unique and hadn't really been addressed in well-known pieces yet. Um, and so we kind of all realized we were passionate about um, how happiness plays a part in society and kind of what Jordan was saying about how a lot of oppressed groups in society face issues daily, um, like the LGBTQ plus community. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, I think you guys did a really good job of making it so personal because I think sometimes we like want to go to like an overarching topic, but then we realize that when we make something more specific and personal, it's able to reach out to more people and like really like deeply and personally affect them. And so I think you guys just did a really beautiful job with that because I think everybody has those moments where they feel like they have to put this face and be perfect and feel this way. And I thought it was so beautiful that it was kind of in this metaphor of like you're on an island where you have to be happy. And if you're not that, you know, you get kicked out. So I just thought that was that was really smart of you guys. Uh, what do you guys think was the hardest part about writing this play? Oh, man, I can't wait for these answers. Lucy, I liked what you said about what was difficult. Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, totally. So there were a couple hard things, um, one of which was like the ending. Another was like us making us sound normal. But I think what the hardest thing was personally was making Jess likable. Um, I love Veronica who portrays her absolute sweetheart. Love her. Shout out to Veronica. Um, but Jess herself is kind of the worst. Um, as we were trying to formulate this for, full, uh, formulate this fully developed character who had all these bottled up feelings for so long and was letting them out finally. And she was kind of answering our thematic question, which was, um, why is it bad to conform? And she was really annoying. <laughs> she was rude to her family, just sat all the time. Not gonna lie. She was kind of dumb too. And there wasn't really an arc to her. She was the least fleshed out character and like less human character in this entire show, even though she was the only one with emotions. But like in the end, I hope you all saw that like, we fleshed her out and she's a likable character now. You really and did, yeah. yeah I, I liked her. I was rooting for her. It yeah, took a lot of Mitchell, work. Yeah, me and Mitchell were just talking yesterday. He was revising one of his plays and we were talking about how the main character of one of his shows is com like a complete jerk and doesn't like, really have a lot going on. And so yeah, we were literally like, just doing that last night. I don't know, maybe that's just like a hole that we kind of fall into, but... Yeah, I, I think that you guys did a successful job with that. I think the whole really is to not like prejudge your characters. I think that really allowing them to be like real people to have both flaws and good things about them to make them just like real people and not to make them sort of. I, like, I, I think that's great. I think something else that kept happening. Yeah, something else that kept happening was Jess was like more of a message than a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I actually, now we're talking terribly about the character she portrays. I want to hear from Veronica on this. What do you think about Jess's journey as we, as we made her a real person, Veronica? So I agree as well. I thought it was really hard for me to make her likable just because like at first she was just really bland. I think it was hard, like bringing her to life. Um, I think that she does develop a lot, even though most of her, I remember we had a discussion in class, how most of her answers were like, no, yes, no, yes. Like, cause all the answers, all the questions were being asked to her. And I think that 
her development shows a lot throughout the whole thing because she starts to like, you start to see her emotion more. And I think that that also portrays like the message where she was really like closed off at first. And then we just see her like kind of like blossom in the play. It's like not in a good way, but like in the message it is, if that makes sense. She was one of those characters where it's a lot more about what she doesn't say than what she does say. But yeah, overall, I think you guys did a good job with her. That's great. When the initial question was asked, what was the hardest part about writing this play? Ava Ujoa like leapt up as if she she felt very strongly about something that might have been very difficult. So I'd love to hear what she has to say about what was difficult about writing this play. Yes. Um, <laughs> so in, um, in the beginning of like the writing process, when we were divided into um, certain groups to write um, certain scenes, my group was having a like, specifically a very hard time with being confident in what we were putting on the page and what we were trying to create with the text. And I think that's like something I think as, as we in this classic begin to, well, began to like keep writing and writing and revising even more, we began to become more confident um, in our writing. And I think like what makes a good playwright is like being confident and like putting an idea out there and maybe it just, you know, not being picked or just, you're going to have to rewrite it. And I think, that that was definitely one of like the hardest parts. I mean, especially for me for, about like writing it. Oh, that was right. That was a great answer. Love it. Yeah, Audrey, go ahead. What I was going to say about that question was in the beginning, when we first started coming up with the idea, it was really hard to get whatever number, like maybe 21 students to agree on one thing. 21? There's like 26 of you in this class originally. It was bonkers. 20. I was trying to think of a number. I don't <laughs> remember. But uh, whatever 20 students, um, it was really hard to agree on one idea because everyone had different thought processes on it. And it, I, eventually we got there. <laughs> but it was really difficult to pinpoint what we wanted in the beginning. All right. We also want to ask you guys... What do you want audiences to take away from this play? Lucy loved this. I also love, I mean, I loved everybody's response. Uh, Lucy and Landon, uh, let's go, let's go in that order first. So again, like I said, our thematic question was, why is it bad to conform? The main reasoning is because the more you bottle things up inside and hide your emotions, the more likely, likely you are to lash out and harm yourself. Uh, it took us forever to answer that question, like as simple as it sounds. And as we kept trying to explain why it is bad to conform, Mr. Miller pulled the toddler test and just kept asking us why, 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 and why. But finally, we were able to like summarize it within the story. And so that. Love it. Love it. Mr. Landon. Uh, yeah, I, I think like, yeah, this is kind of just like showing from like this thing, like personally that like I would kept thinking about because like, like it's kind of about like happiness and like the whole idea of like what it means to be happy and also what it means to like be yourself. And and I think it was like, you want, we want them to like think about their happiness and really like what it means to be yourself uh, and like to be happy at the same time. Cause I feel like a lot of the time people try to uh, like play or like wish they were another version of themselves or like, Oh, I wish I could have that. I wish I could be more like that, that person. And you want to look at them like just make the audience just be more accepting of themselves and 
that's how they figure out their way to happiness. Mm. McKenna, what do you want audiences to take away from this play? For me, like I personally want audience to take away like um, that it's okay to feel and be different. And um, it's okay to let other people know how you're feeling and it's okay to um, reach out to others when you need help um, because there's always going to be someone there for you no matter what kind of situation you're in. Um, just like the character um, Audrey was there for Jess. Like, um, so I think that's probably like the main thing that I would want audiences to take away is that like you're never alone and that it's okay to speak up about your emotions. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. What is your process for getting an idea and getting it onto the page? Grace, can you share your answer for this? Of course I can. Well, for me personally, um, like when something happens to me during the day or whenever um, that upsets me or makes me think, I like to kind of evaluate what I learned from that and like how it could benefit other people in the form of a story. Um, And then I usually jot down some thoughts in the form of like a pre-write or a monologue or anything. And I know that kind of came into play when we were writing in groups because like starting those ideas and then getting them onto paper was definitely a challenge. So that is like what a superhero does and just walking around experiencing things and then being like, what can I learn from that? I'm a grown man. I don't do that. So uh, that's a pretty thrilling uh, answer. And I, I should hope we should all incorporate that into our routine of, of being human. Well said, Grace. Jordan, I liked your answer here as well about like, how did you, how did you generate things for this piece and get, get them done on the page? Um, well, for me, and I think this is probably true for a lot of people who wrote the show and just in general, I just sort of have to like dump everything out of my brain onto the page and then sort of like catalog ideas from there. Because when they're just in my head, I can't really decide if the ideas are good or bad. I can't just, I can't edit them as they're leaving my head. I have to just like get everything out and then choose what's good and what's not. Vomit your thought babies. That's like such a gross and like visceral imagery. And beautifully said. <laughs> once you vomited them, then you kill your darlings. Yep. Yes. <laughs> kill your darlings is 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 the violent terminology that we use in drama comp. We um, almost I remember we named for a long time my year we named our drama comp show Kill Your Darlings. Remember how yeah, remember how violently opposed I was to that. <laughs> yeah. We changed that the last um, like two days before like two days right? before the performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was just too too aggressive. But was- maybe the next show will, will be named Vomit Up Your Thought Babies. Vomit <laughs> yeah. Your Thought Babies. Quote me on it. 2021 drama comp uh, show. You're a writer. You can't help yourself. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. I get it. So. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing this piece with us and your thoughts. It was really impressive and personal and touching. And you guys should be really proud of the thing that you've made. It's a really cool thought, baby. And I'm glad you vomited it out. Oh, (laughs) that's a tough way to end a podcast (laughs) on that specific image yeah thank you so much for being a part of this four-part series about collaboration 
We um, really hope the audience really got a lot out of it. We know we certainly loved to hear the plays and your guys' thoughts on collaboration, writing in a class, everything. It's just been really great working with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Once again, you can submit. And Mitchell, where can they submit? Because I don't know how to say a link, right? tinyurl.com slash PRP submit. I already forgot that. One more time. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash PRP submit. One day I'll get there and I'll memorize it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to listen to our past podcast, where you can listen to this whole four-part series, which was just really incredible and amazing collaboration with the Orange County School of the Arts, you can on all the platforms. All the platforms. All the platforms. Everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. We're in your Alexa and your Google Home. <laughs> Ask them about it. <laughs> Ask them. Okay, yeah, we're all over the place, so go ahead and take a listen. And Sarah, any final thoughts? Don't stop vomiting your thought babies. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>